For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to the All-American Brit Podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network. I'm your host, Johnny McEwen. got the results from baseball's biggest awards to get to we'll see how my predictions from last week held up want to talk about some of the premier league football action that's coming up and uh, some stories from the footballing world and who knows maybe you're feeling lucky this week maybe you like your chances and you want to use your sporting know-how and knowledge to get in on the action and you can at bet online bet online is the number one place to bet all your favorite sports Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's bet online where the game starts. The results are in and the awards for the 2021 baseball season have been handed out. You'll remember last week I made my predictions for who I thought would win each award in each league. So that's why we're here today, a special Friday edition of the All-American Brit podcast. We're going to talk about the results last night. Of course, the MVPs were announced, but we're going to go all the way back to Monday and the crowning of the Rookies of the Year. I made my prediction for Rookie of the Year last week, saying Randy Arozarena and Jonathan India would be the Rookies of the Year, and I was right. Started off fast, two for two. Randy Arozarena, of course, was a huge part of the Tampa Bay Rays in 2020, but he didn't play enough games in the regular season to be considered for the Rookie of the Year award. But he was a huge reason that they got to the World Series in 2020. And since that postseason, people have caught on to the impressiveness of Randy Rosarena. We got a whole season of him this year, 141 games, 145 hits, 20 home runs, 274 hitting average, 356 on base percentage. This guy had an incredible year. Tampa Bay also goes on to win the AL East over the Yankees, over the Red Sox, over a very difficult Blue Jays team. And Rosarena was a huge reason why. Certainly deserving of the Rookie of the Year award, and I wouldn't be surprised if this kind of form kind of keeps up for him. This is a star that we'll be talking about in the future, potentially winning MVP one day. And just to note here, I will be referring to the baseball writers' votes. There are two writers from every city making up 30 writers. Uh, each get a vote for first, second, and third place. And Arena got 22nd first place votes. Luis Garcia and Wanda Franco, the other two finalists, only got two first place votes. So Arena was certainly the clear favorite for Rookie of the Year in the American League. And it was even more of a washout on the National League side. Jonathan India received 29 first place votes, just one shy of a unanimous vote. True Rookie first year in the bigs for Jonathan and they really used him in Cincinnati 150 games they played uh, the second baseman in and great hitter for a guy who looks 
physically quite slight. He's skinny, a bit lanky. He hit 21 home runs, 143 hits, batting average of 269, on base 367. He had a great season, and it was capped off with this Rookie of the Year acknowledgement. They've certainly got a bright star in him in Cincinnati. Quite a few left years left control left on his contract, but the Reds have a ton of other problems they'll need to deal with in this offseason, but Jonathan India is certainly an up-and-coming name in our game that can be enticing for people to want to go and play with him, play in Cincinnati in a ballpark that's known to be smaller where you can hit home runs so there's certainly some things that are going to attract Cincinnati and they were looking to attract all of the talent that they can to build up their team now to the manager of the year awards they were announced on Tuesday and I went two for two on Monday so I was hoping for the same with the managers and I did get it right with Giants manager Gabe Kapler who ended up winning but my pick for, with Dusty Baker in the AL didn't quite work out. I wasn't 4-4 four for four via the end of the day because Kevin Cash was named the AL Manager of the Year over Dusty Baker. It's the first time ever in the American League that a manager has won consecutive Managers of the Year. Bobby Cox did it most recently in 2004 and 2005 with the Braves, but never before has this happened on the American League side. And Kevin Cash is certainly a worthy recipient of the award, like I mentioned before. Beating the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, the Tampa Bay Rays were incredible this year and had divisionally one of the biggest accomplishments in baseball. Dusty only got two first place votes. Scott Service for the Mariners got five and Cash got 19 first place votes. So I got that wrong. Fair enough. But I was right on the National League side. Like I said, Gabe Kapler did win Manager of the Year for the National League, and rightly so, and for all the reasons that I mentioned that I picked him last week. The Giants did something this season that was unreal, winning the National League West with a team that, on paper, every single brain in baseball, including, I believe, these 30 voting writers, completely doubted was possible at the beginning of the season. Veterans showed up in a huge way, great pitching, and then just clutch winning, sneaking away with, you know, 7th, 8th, ninth inning wins and one or two run ball games. I mean... They just did it all year long, and all year you'd say, God, these Giants just keep on winning. Certainly an amazing season in San Francisco, and highlighted in this award with Gabe Kapler's recognition, and, and he deserves a, a great deal of credit for what they were able to do in San Francisco this year. So, after Tuesday night's awards, I'm three for four, and feeling pretty good. Now to the Cy Young Awards. And I had another 50-50 night. I correctly assumed that Robbie Ray would win the Cy Young in the American League. And this was almost unanimous as well. 29 first place votes. Again, just a, a one vote shy. There was only one second place vote for Robbie Ray. And that would have come from the same writer who gave Garrett Cole a one his one first place vote. And 29 second place votes for Garrett Cole. It really was always between Garrett Cole and Robbie Ray as to who would win, but it surprised me that it was almost unanimous. I would imagine that Garrett Cole would have received two or three first place votes, but no, just the one solitary first place vote. And I was wrong on the National League side. I was disappointed to not see Max Scherzer win, and maybe it's my unconscious Dodger bias at work, but I did think what he did at the end of the season at the point that he is in in his career, I mean, it certainly deserved recognition. Max did receive six first-place votes, but it was very tight between Corbin Burns and Zach Wheeler, both receiving 12 first-place votes. But because Burns received more second-place votes, 14 to Zach Wheeler's nine, he took home the top pitching awards. 
Corbin Burns was a crucial arm for the Milwaukee Brewers and was certainly dominant this season. He started out the season with an unbelievable record, 52 strikeouts before recording his first walk on the year. He struck out 52 batters before walking one. Just amazing. Burns has been a reliable arm for Milwaukee for the last four years in the major leagues. Always going out there, you know, he's had 30 games in all of his seasons, full seasons. He had 12 games in 2020, obviously, the shortened season. But he's just been a reliable, solid arm. And he went from that to a guaranteed ace electric star out of him in 2021. So certainly a, a worthy recipient of the award. And nice to recognize a player like this who's been uh, reliable, but then just had that bit extra this year and, and certainly deserves the credit and the award. So as of Wednesday, I'm four for six on my picks. I'm do- I think I'm doing quite well. I'm, you know, I got one of the pitchers, I got one of the managers, I got both of the rookies of the year. So to Thursday night, and the biggest award being the most valuable player, the MVP. And my picks were Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Juan Soto. But I had about as much luck with those picks as a batter did in the first part of the season to Corbin Burns. Struck out on both. In the National League, the MVP last night went to a emotional Bryce Harper. It was his second career MVP. His first came in 2015 as a Washington National, and now here his second as a member of the Philadelphia Phillies. He joins a great list of players who have repeated MVP success. And while the Phillies haven't been as much of a part of the postseason since getting Harper as they would have liked, he remains a huge force in the game, and he's still one of the best playing, which is recognized with this title. My guy Juan Soto got second place, ahead in the voting of Tatis Jr., and I think rightly so. Congratulations to Bryce Harper on the second MVP in his career. He remains one of the biggest names in the game, and rightfully so. And now to the American League side, and this was a conversation that was happening in baseball for months before. Who would win the AL MVP? Would it be Shohei Otani, or would it be Vladimir Guerrero Jr.? Both having extraordinary seasons, but one man doing something that we've not seen in baseball since Babe Ruth. Shohei Otani can pitch and hit at a major league level, and... All 30 first place votes went to Shohei, the unanimous MVP winner last night in the American League side. You can't do better than that. And no other player in the American League got a first place vote. And and like I mentioned, it's been in discussion for, in baseball for months and months and months and months and months. And I thought it would be Guerrero that would win the award. And it was for the reasons that I said last week. Staggering. MVP type hitting numbers and he was a part of a team that really needed him to perform they were playing much more high stakes baseball games than the Angels were the Angels as a team were never really in the playoff race this season but Shohei Otani had a truly incredible season I said nearly a a year ago on the podcast when I first had Jake on the show I said that hopefully this season we see a fully unrestricted Shohei Otani. Those were the words I used. And boy, did we ever see an unrestricted Shohei. He was one of the best stories in sport in the last couple of years. He's the first ever two-way player to win the MVP award. And when you look at his numbers, if he had only hit, or if he had only pitched, he'd have been a part of the MVP conversation. The fact that he is a two-way player doing it at both at the same time makes him one of the most exceptional talents that baseball has ever seen. 
truly a unique player, unparalleled in value, and he was recognised in his value. Congratulations to all the award winners for this year's baseball season. And as far as my picks, you know, four for eight. I'm a 500 team in baseball terms. That's not too bad, right? Let's talk about some of the football action coming up this weekend. The Premier League is back in action starting tomorrow. Players were on the international break, participating in World Cup qualifiers. Wouldn't be an episode of the All-American Brit podcast without mentioning the England national football team. On Monday, England defeated San Marino 10-0. San Marino is the lowest-ranked football team in the world, so not necessarily a shocker that England win, but they certainly piled on. Harry Kane scored four goals in the match, two being penalties. Emil Smith-Rowe scored in his debut for the national team. Saka scored the 10th goal in the 79th minute. England also beat Albania 5-0. Team USA, in their qualifiers in the Americas, beat Mexico in quite a surprise, uh, but they were disappointed with a draw against Jamaica. I'll say here on the record that I'd be surprised if the US isn't in the World Cup. I believe they'll qualify, and not only will they qualify, I think that it wouldn't be too surprising to see them get through to the knockout rounds. This is a young, athletic, vibrant side that I think will make some noise at the 2022 World Cup. And I love saying this, not just to try and get Americans enthused about football and about international football, of course, but I, I genuinely believe it about the side. But let's get to the football that's at hand, yes? Chelsea will take on Leicester City tomorrow morning. Leicester has had a tough stretch of matches and they'll face a big test in Chelsea, but the Blues are not necessarily their full selves. Romelu Lukaku, Timo Werner remain injured, which forces manager Thomas Tuchel to find an alternative to who plays at the top of the park in the striker position. And Kai Havertz seems to have been the guy most likely to be tapped for this job. And he's got the physicality and the attacking prowess of a striker, even though the majority of his career has been spent in the attacking midfielder role. Projected lineups for the match have Havertz starting at the top as well as Hudson Odoi in the starting eleven, and I love what I've seen of Hudson Odoi already this season. More frequent use of the player. He's been a bargaining chip for so long, it seems now, and so many clubs have been interested in the youngster, but the clubs now, finally, Chelsea has shown its commitment to using Hudson Odoi. Chelsea will hope to get all three points and remain at the top of the table in the Premier League. Another big matchup this weekend will be Man U against Watford. Question marks still certainly loom around Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, the Man United manager. And while the club has come out and said that he remains the man for the job, Man U will be looking to get their first win in a month. Uh, The last time they won a game was that dramatic game against Atalanta in the Champions League back on October 20th. Since then, they've lost 5-0 to Liverpool. They lost 3-0 to Tottenham in a real shocker. They drew against Atalanta. And then most recently, they lost 2-0 to Man City. And Watford Football Club on paper doesn't line up to be like these other top-level teams. I mean, those are top-level teams that they've lost to, but... United will be watching this game closely to see how their club does deal with a middle-of-the-table Premier League side after what has been a month-long tough stretch. The marquee matchup, if you like, of the week, two big names, big clubs in English football. It'll be Arsenal facing off against Liverpool at Anfield tomorrow. And similar to the Man United situation, fans will be watching this closely as Liverpool is coming off a tough stretch and a defeat at the hands of West Ham. 
Arsenal had a really tough start to the season, which we've talked about here on the podcast, but they've certainly been improving thanks to the young talent on their side. Liverpool remains one of the top contenders for the Premier League title this year, so they'll expect to handle Arsenal comfortably at Anfield, but we'll have to see how it plays out. I reckon this could end up being a one-goal win for Liverpool, or it could be a draw. And if Arsenal, you know, I think both sides will score. If Arsenal can really hold their ground, we could see this match end in a draw, which would be seen as a failure in the eyes of Liverpool fans. So we'll have to see how that plays out. West Ham will take on the Wolverhampton Wolves tomorrow. West Ham is currently sitting third on the Premier League table. And this is definitely a team you want to keep an eye on. Early days, but West Ham have had, you know, a couple, three or four games that have been one goal wins and gotten them the three points. And they've kind of worked their season around to this moment where they're sitting third on the Premier League table. Do I think they'll be sitting third come the end of the league? It's doubtful. Can they crack into the top eight? Definitely. Maybe even top six, top four. I have my doubts. But certainly looking forward to seeing them getting back to action and seeing the entire Premier League get back to it. And why not, since we're talking about West Ham sitting third, let's take a look at the top of the table in the Premier League. Sit Chelsea in first place with 26 points. Man City in second with 23 points. West Ham also have 23 points. They are separated only by goal difference with Man City. Number four, Liverpool. And number five, Arsenal. So that match will be interesting to keep an eye on as we could see a shift in the top five. Man United sit sixth and Brighton in seventh, who have had a great start to their season. Wolverhampton Wolves sit in eighth. In ninth is Tottenham and tenth, Crystal Palace. To the bottom half of the table, it is Everton in 11th, Leicester City in 12th, Southampton in 13th, Brentford, who started off strong but have faded, particularly in their last five, in 14th, Leeds United in 15th, Aston Villa, who have lost all of their last five, in 16th, Watford 17th, and then the bottom three at risk of relegation, Burnley, Newcastle and Norwich City. Lots of great football action in the weekend to come and the weeks to come. You'll be able to hear about all of it here on the All American Brit Podcast. I appreciate you taking the time to listen today. That's all from me. For the All American Brit Podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network, presented by Bet Online. I'm your host, Johnny McEwen. And until next time, take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.